After more than eight years in prison for the murder of Rivas Tienkamp, former Paralympian Oscar Pistorius is said to be released on parole. Pistorius, pleasurable since March 2023, will reside in his uncle's heavily guarded mansion. Legal analyst Mulelo Zikalala joins us to discuss the implications and controversies surrounding Pistorius' parole. Uh, good afternoon and welcome to the program. Good afternoon to you, so good afternoon to your listeners. Can you explain the legal basis for Oscar's Pistorius being granted parole after serving half of his 13-year, five-month sentence? Hmm. Well, basically in South Africa, we have what we call the Correctional Services Act, which then looks at uh, the way, the manner in which the Correctional Services are supposed to handle the sentences. Remember, once the court has, has finished its job in terms of finding the individual guilty and sentencing them, they are then sent over to the Correctional Services Department, and that's where they're going to serve their duration. Now, they have a process of saying that after you have reached a certain point, either one day to one-sixth of your sentence, you are then eligible for parole, which then means for the remainder of your sentence, you can, you can be able to serve at your own private residence and do not have to stay or remain within the Correctional Services Center. There's a parole board which then looks at all the submissions which have been made consisting of the men and which have been handling yourself, the number of workshops that have attended, whether there's been a victim offender dialogue and the success of that particular dialogue, and then take the decision of saying that we are going to release this individual because we see that there are candidates that can effect the change that we want or they've been able to change while they're in prison. So that is basically how the parole system uh, is, is supposed to work, and that's basically what um, Mr. Pesoras has benefited from. Yes. So is it different from when a person is granted bail? You know, what would be the conditions when uh, uh, a person is granted parole? Hmm. It, it's completely different from bail. Bail, you are still an accused. I haven't been found guilty. When you've been granted the parole, you are a prisoner and would remain such a prisoner up until your sentence is done and dusted. It's just that the place, the place in which you are serving the remainder of a sentence is removed from the correctional services center and, and you are now doing it at home. And because they're not within the eyes of the correctional uh, services officials, they are then going to attach certain conditions sort of to safeguard the men in which you're supposed to serve in, which is why you'd find conditions of saying that, well, you can't participate in any uh, sports, for example, if they have said to, to, to Oscar, you cannot uh, consume alcohol, you cannot do anything, basically, which is you wouldn't be allowed to do while you're a prisoner. So the same thing would apply. The only difference is that where you're serving your sentence. In this case, you'll be able to serve your sentence at home. When you're a prisoner, you have to go to jail, and that is where um, the duration of your sentence will, be, will then be finished at. The Steenkamp family expressed doubt about Pistorius' remorse. So how might this impact his parole and public perception? Mm. Uh, it has very little impact, by the way. And I think that is maybe the shortfalls or the loopholes that are there in our parole system because it does not cater for the victim. I always say that it is not victim-centric. So whether I participate in that particular dialogue or not, it has absolutely no bearing on whether that individual is going to be granted parole or not. And yet, when a sentence is being issued by the court, one of the things that are considered is me as a victim, and it is also the teaching that go out to the community sort of as a deterrent. Now, if you are going to say to individuals, I'm sentencing you to, five, to 25 years in jail, however, after 12 years, a person can then be seen roaming around the streets due to them receiving parole. That's where the problem lies, and that's where I think we need to look at it, and either by strengthening 
the discretionary processes of the parole board or changing the legislation altogether so that it, it is much more effective and it dishes out the intention which the sentencing that particular individual was, was, was then focused for. I think if we can change that particular process, then it could, could be seen as it is working for now. It, it is too pro-prisoners, and at the same time, the people that have lost their loved ones are the ones that are nipped in the loop or with no reprieve at all. Mm. So the Department of Correctional Services mentioned that Pastoris will be admitted into a community correction system. What does this entail and how will he be monitored until the expiry of his sentence in 2029? Mm. It's basically moving from, from having a prison warder who's going to look after you to having someone who's going to be supervised to you. If you've watched the American movies, it's almost like the probation officers. So they are the ones that would go to your family and ask them, how is this individual treating you guys? Are you experiencing any problems? Do we do sport checks? Can you go and test whether you've been consuming alcohol or any drugs? Are you behaving? If there are any contraventions that are there, they are the ones that will then compile a report and send it over to the parole board. And the parole board would have the discretion of withdrawing the parole that has been granted to you if they can be able to see that you've been misbehaving and not honoring your your, your promises as, as it was agreed to it earlier. The only problem with, though, with that, though, is resources which are then available to the correctional services department. I, I do not know the full staff complement. However, I would suspect that there might be things which would will, which will slip through the cracks and there might be individuals that might misbehave and you'll only find them after they've been resentenced. We've heard stories of people being released on parole only to end up in prison back again, maybe six months or two years down the line after committing more horrendous crimes. So it seems to me as if this whole system, even though the idea is noble, even though there are individuals that benefit from it, even though there are victims that end up benefiting from it, it is not the ideal situation for, for, for all uh, persons that go through it. So I think what is more important would be to say, Let's make sure that the consultation process is done accordingly. If there's any doubt or any uncomfortability experienced by the victim's family, as it was in, in this case, then do not release a particular individual on parole. Yeah, certainly. Uh, we thank you for uh, enlightening us on the process and shedding light on it. Uh, we appreciate your time. Thank you very much for speaking to us. Uh, that was our guest, Malelo Zikalala, chatting to us about... Uh, Oscar Pastoris is granted parole.